Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Val McCarty is in the business of helping organizations visualize, communicate, and execute strategy in real time. Her studies were acquired at both University of Alberta and Grant McEwen University and encompassed management, education, and human services with an aim to continue learning. Her previous experience includes the financial sector, fitness sector, and early childhood education. When Val is not at work, you can find her outside with her grandkids or looking forward to the next live jam. And now I will pass the microphone to Val for her conversation with Stephen Lieber. Take it away, Val. Welcome, listeners. Welcome to another Rainforest podcast. It's great to be here today. It's great to be alive today. And today I get to talk with Stephen Labor. You guys would probably know Stephen Labor's voice because he's a regular on Lunch Without Lunch. So I'm just going to introduce Stephen a little bit and then we'll let him say his his thing. Stephen supports the development of your business or startup by enabling you to do your business bigger, better, and cheaper. Like I said, he's a Rainforest Lunch Without Lunch regular. He knows how to find grant monies for your business, shred grants, maybe with a line of credit provided. He knows where there's a super app you can help run your business. And he's always, always got some networking connections going. So welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Good to see you, Val. Mm-hmm. Good to see you too. And I might say on this podcast, you're looking good. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So let's start off this conversation. Tell our listeners a little bit about your beginnings. This is kind of the know, like, and trust, just so they can get to know you. A little bit about your youth. I usually call it the, the what, why, and how of Stephen Labor. You want me to start with my youth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story. So, you know, I was born in England, dragged across the ocean when I was five, and we settled in Nova Scotia, and that's where I did all my grade school. By the time I was 18, as with most people in the neighborhood, I could hardly wait to leave because there was nothing happening. There. So I left for London, Ontario, and enrolled in Huron College at University of Ontario. And there I got my history and political science degree. Haven't used it since, but I still have a passion for those subjects. I started in the service industry, and after I got married and had a family, I went through an early midlife crisis and decided to change my careers. So I went to Nortel Networks and started selling their technology. I can remember when I, the first day I started, I didn't even know how to turn on a computer. So I had a huge learning curve, which I ambitiously undertook, learned the technology, and I became the largest distributor for Nortel Networks in Western Canada. Largest distributor of Nortel? Wow. Qualify that a bit because the telcos were, had the exclusive on that, and I was doing everything outside of the telcos. That got me started in the technology sphere, and, and as things started to go sour in the early part of the century with Nortel, 
I moved into other business technology solutions and, and sold a number of products and services over the years. I ended up, quite by accident, working for a startup. And it was my first experience. That was a great success. It was a consumer product, and I managed to get them on the shelves of 93 stores across Canada. And then they turned around and said, well, great job, Steve. Thanks so much. We don't need you anymore. So I got introduced to another Calgary-based startup, and their technology was fantastic. It was an enterprise technology, but it was something that had not been done before, and they, did, they made a great product. Problem is, they didn't know how to market it. They just said, okay, Stephen, you're a salesman, go and sell it. And there were huge challenges. The first challenge was making your prospect identify the problem that they had, because they didn't even know they had the problem, the solution that we provided. And then the other challenge was accepting something that was so new and radically different from anything they were used to before. And I found that Canadian companies are generally reluctant or risk averse on taking on anything that was that was as new as that. Yeah, and and through discussion and, and you know you can find this on online as well. Canadian companies are more risk averse than American companies. Americans tend to be a little more entrepreneurial than we are. They, the company finally said oh, they've gotten rid of all the likes of us. So nobody can do this, and so they. Hired a marketing company which made them pay a lot of money and still got no results. And today they're still struggling. But that was a good lesson for me because I thought, you know, and, and of course I just started this just as COVID has started too. So here comes along COVID and the lockdown. I have a brand new disruptive technology with a brand new company that nobody's ever heard of before. And I realized that this can't be done. You have to have some marketing involved. You have to educate your target audience that they have a problem before you can even suggest that you have a solution. I did a little soul searching and head scratching. On the way, somebody introduced me to a startup out of Vancouver that I'm still affiliated with, and that's called Rail, or A-Y-L. And they've provided some disruptive business solutions. They provide good value for small businesses. But then I went further. I wanted to partner with a grant advisory. And there were a couple of grant advisors out there I knew. So I asked them, and they said, no, I don't want to partner with you. Can you imagine? Nobody would want to partner with me. So I did some research, and I came across this new company out of Vancouver. And they have an interesting story. A couple of women, and they started out with an HR service for the hospitality industry. And then as COVID hit, they lost all their customers, but most of the businesses shut down. So they're scratching their heads. What are we going to do now? And they were very adept at supporting their startup through government grants. So here's the challenge. You're a business person. You've got a small business, maybe, or even a solopreneur. A lot of people have no idea that the government has funds available for them. These are funds you don't have to pay back. $5.9 billion is budgeted in the, in the federal government for business grants. That's a huge amount of money, and, and people just aren't aware. Not only aren't people aware, but if they think they can get a grant, 
It's such an onerous task to find that grant. And typically, grant advisors will require you to give them a retainer fee up front for a thousand or two thousand dollars and then do the research or they'll ask you to subscribe to their service. So once you found your grant, then what are you going to do? Then you've got to either apply for the grant yourself or look for a somebody who can do that. And I really recommend you don't do it yourself because if you don't have your information complete, if you don't have the right wording, you're going to be rejected. You're going to be asked to do the application over again. And it's, it's an onerous task. It's a lot of work and a lot of time. There, I would imagine there are parameters that one has to adhere to so strictly in order to get through. And going with a, a company that sounds like this company, is that's their superpower, you know, the, the matching of businesses to the government grant and then the ability to write it and apply using the proper lingo and, and usage of language. Yes. So this is what their service looks like today. Of course, they have a, a, a huge database search engine and they have built in some AI. So you fill in the details of your business and they will automatically, free of charge, look for what grants are available for you. If you agree to their services, they will also have that grant written and sent by the time you get all your information back. Now, once the grant is awarded to you, they'll send you a notification saying you've got your grant for $30,000. Our fees, they're typically are 20%, but we're on a special right now, 10%. If you pay these fees, you can get your grant. No nonsense. Hey, no nonsense. Nice. No nonsense, but they don't even give you the opportunity to think about this or to be concerned about it. They take all the work and the stress away from you and automate the process. So it's it's a no-brainer. So that's kind of what you're up to today, right? Like, uh, So we, we've come from your childhood and now this is Stephen Labor right now, <laughs> right? I liken myself to an old guy that likes bright, shiny new objects. Oh, there you go. The latest bright, new, shiny object. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works for most of us, actually. I was kind of chuckling when you were talking about your early midlife crisis. And I think a lot of times midlife crisis propel people into things that they otherwise maybe would not have chosen. And I think they're good. I don't think it's a crisis. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> well, it, it is a good thing. I've turned out to be a good thing for me, too. And, you know, I, I'm blessed to have a wonderful wife who's been patient with me a number of times. Yeah. And so she was quite willing to persevere well, through that period where, you know, it was a huge learning curve for me. I could remember my first customer I went to talk about a phone system. I had, she, they gave me a question I couldn't answer. I wanted to call the tech and I didn't even know how to use their phone. Needless to say, I never got that sale. Ah, oh, that's great. That's great. So I had mentioned before too, uh, along with all of these things that you can help, resources that you have that you can help startups and small businesses with, you are a regular at Lunch Without Lunch. And why do you go to Lunch Without Lunch? Every week, I meet some amazing people there. Matter of fact, today we met this lady who has a, an amazing service called, her name is Jenna Galloway, and her company is called Wimden Ledge. You never know who you're going to meet. And I, I met some fantastic people. And I, I've seen some amazing products and services that people have developed. Some of them I can help, and some of them 
I can't. I, you know, I'm not a miracle worker, and so uh, there's a limit to what I can do. But here's a story. Uh, there were a couple of gentlemen who were in the check printing business, and they could see that the whole concept of sending checks was becoming obsolete, and the business was dying. And they thought, why don't we digitize this? I don't know why nobody's thought of that before. Definitely, I won't go into the advantages of that sort of thing. So they were grumbling. They went to the banks. The banks wouldn't accept what they did. And they were grumbling that they couldn't get any traction. And somebody said, you should go to Rainforest Lunch Without Lunch. So the one time they showed up, they met me. And having been involved in this other startup called Rail, which is a fintech, you know, I, I was pinching myself. You know, I'm in a fintech and I meet these guys. So the first thing I did was I went to Rail. I said, you wouldn't believe why just now. And they were very excited. So they were all over it. The, the company is called Bridge, B-R-I-G-E, now a part of Rail. B-R-I-G-E. Yeah, the, the website is B-R-I-G-E dot cloud. They still had some bugs in their software. And so Rail worked with them to get those bugs fixed, get their service working. And I went even went beyond there because Rail had some additional requirements. So they now developed the service so it's seamless. And Rail is discovering that they're saving $500 a month on their payouts by using their checking service as opposed to sending other forms of money such as EMPs. Well done. Well done. So I was thinking when you first mentioned, I don't know why somebody else hasn't thought of digitizing checks. Maybe they were thinking checks were just going to, you know, go by the wayside because everything's electronic funds transfer. But yeah, if they could save money, because sometimes electronic funds transfer, that costs a lot of money overall, right? Not only do they cost a lot of money, but there's a definitive limit on what yes, you can transfer. Yes, that's right. That's right. Whereas with using a check, I think the limit is $1 less than $1 million or something so far out. Okay. Yeah, that that's petty cash. That's just petty cash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've been working, well, Rail had been working with them all winter. I started to pick them up again and started working with them in the last. There are all kinds of wonderful people that I meet at Rainforest with fantastic services and products. I wish I could help more of them. Well, you can. Just just keep going. You seem to, one, one company, one startup at a time, right? <laughs> Oh, I got a half a dozen, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I know I, I labeled this this particular podcast resources for startups and uh, small businesses. So let's talk a little bit about the resources you are able to offer. Pocketed, which is the free grant finding service. Website is hellopocketed.io. But if you get a link from me, you get half off. Get a link from Stephen. You get half off. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I did some research to find them. And, and when I came across them, I, I was amazed. I was astounded at the service. I, I have had a casual relationship with another company called Boast.ai that does the scientific research and experimental design grants. B-O-A-S-T. Yes. Yeah. .ai. They've been around for over a decade, I, I actually first met them just as I left 
university and started the, the company. So I officially became an affiliate marketer of them this last year. And they're one of the best in class. Shred grants are a big business. There are a lot of people there looking for opportunities to work with companies to get shred grants. Of them all, I don't think there's anybody that really compares to Bose. First of all, Bose has done a lot of software development. Their website is also also built with AI, so that if you enter your company data in there, they will let you know roughly what size grant is available and give you some advice on what you need to do. There are the two big catches with a Shrek grant. One is to be able to track all your expenses and investment. Depending on how tight your bookkeeping is, you can miss opportunities. And they've developed a software that will actually search through your data and find, they can find, they claim between 10 to 20% more investment than what an average accountant would. And the other one is audits. So it's quite often that if you apply for a Shred grant, the government will want to audit you. And I, it's not a good thing to happen from what I understand. I'm not sure of the details, but it delays you getting your grant and it could be an expense. Both guarantees that you will not be audited. They have, they've got this process down that they're pretty, that they know what they're doing and they don't know to succeed. And the other thing that Bose does, a few other companies do this. So when you get your grant, supposing you have been awarded $130,000 shred because the government gave you 65% of your earned back. It takes the government eight to 10 months to send you that money. If you put that investment in your R&D and you don't have that cash anymore, it would be helpful to have. And so a lot of businesses do work with finance companies to offer you a loan based on your shred grant. I've seen some of the interest rates and they're equivalent to charge card interest rates. Bose does it differently. Bose gives you a line of credit at normal bank rates so that you can use whatever, how much money you need to use at the time and you don't need to pay interest on the rest of it if you don't need to use it. And that's one, that's one of the struggles of, of startups and small businesses is that cash flow, that immediate cash flow. So this is an answer for them. That's great. So I, I've been a big fan of Bose for years and really privileged and happy to be working with them right now. That covers free government money. There are other challenges that startups will have. One is IP. I work with a couple of people who work for the federal government that are willing to advise companies and businesses on their IP, how to apply for a patent if they need to, and, and all that kind of stuff. So what this does is give some comfort to the business. The biggest thing is if you've developed a new product or service, somebody's going to copy it. Yes, especially if it's worthwhile, which most people, of course, it's worthwhile. That's why you're developing it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I can help there. And, th and then there's investment. It's a challenge and a struggle for business. Do they want to give a part of their company away? And what do they have to do to get investors? So again, I'm very privileged to work with another business that's very familiar with Rainforest, and that's called Thin Air Labs. I work closely with Andrew Brown, and 
we'll do discovery meetings. We'll find out where they're at in the business stage, what they look like and that sort of thing. And then he will present a proposal. And in the proposal, they will suggest that we can do certain steps to make the company more attractive to investors. They, they will invest and they have funds to invest in you themselves. If they feel that it's in their wheelhouse or they'll find an investor for you. I'm actually looking for other finance companies that will do something similar as well. They work within Alberta and BC. I talk to a lot of Americans too and looking for somebody that can help me in that jurisdiction. And then of course there's the marketing and the, and the business processes. Rail has or is developing actually a marketing ecosystem is quite appealing and can be quite successful. It's a startup as well. Rail, again, for our listeners, is spelled R-A-Y-L. And it's it's sort of almost an ecosystem unto its own. But it's also a startup as well. And But but it's got potential. Where I can help, where I can make connections. I know you've helped the, the company that I work for, which is, of course, Kudosi Software. You were able to help us out with both Thin Air Labs and Rail and, yeah, some, some other ecosystem participants, which has been great. So you were talking about digitizing checks. Kudosi digitizes business plans or strategic plans just so that you can get to know exactly what your business is doing on minute to minute, which is kind of fun. Well, the, the biggest challenge with an acquisition and a merger is that you've got two corporate cultures and uh, it, it becomes a real challenge to merge the two. But if you can have a, a digital visualization of it, Kadosi works extremely well in that environment. Yeah, yep. And definitely helps startups and small businesses and also businesses that are being sold or businesses that are being purchased because it just helps you clean up, clean up and get a really good picture of what, what's going on. I'm an affiliate marketer of a couple of other organizations like Owner, O-W-N-R. They're actually owned by RBC. Uh, they provide uh, easy and inexpensive services to register your business, to provide legal documentation and, and manage the service for that for businesses. And I'm able to give you on an individual basis from me, I can provide you a 15% discount on those services. There you go. There you go. For if, if they contact you, go through you. That's great. That's great. So any other particular struggles for small businesses or struggles for startups that you'd like to mention? Uh, having been to some experiences with some of the startups that I've worked with, I, I've become to realize that too. And I wish I had some of the or some resources uh, to help, which I didn't. I'm here to help you. I want to see, see you succeed. I'll just throw a couple of statistics out there. 20% of businesses go broke in the first year. 60% of businesses fail in three years. And there's 7,000 businesses that go bankrupt each year in this country. A lot of that could have been avoided if they had the right resources. It's not necessarily funding. Of course, funding definitely helps. Marketing, strategic goals, business plan, all those components are critical for a successful business. So you're sort of the go-to person to, hey, I have this need. Can you find somebody to help me fulfill it? Definitely does, yes. Rainforest is a fantastic community. I know most of the people that have been that go there every week, they know me. 
great bunch of people, great resources. Matter of fact, there's a regular there that we're going to sit down and be talking to soon. He's an electrical engineer and he likes to mentor manufacturers. And I have one out in Chilliwack that needs some help. Oh, no, no, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Tell your wife, I have all the answers. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So one more question I have for you. We're at about 29 minutes right now. So thank you listeners for sticking with us. One question I had, and that was you were you were going on about examples and you mentioned a couple. Were there any other examples you wanted to talk about but didn't? There are a lot of amazing businesses and technology that I've met, particularly at Rainforest, Alberta. Some are still in my role of X. Businesses that I haven't been able to provide a solution for to help, but I keep in touch and they keep in touch with me. And not even Rainforest. For one example, there's a gentleman that has, that's doing something for web pages that I've never seen before. It's a three-dimensional web page. He's so busy with the clients that he has, that he hasn't time to step back and work on his business or promote his business. He can't because, he, you know, he's a one-man show. He's given me the tech stack that he's looking for, and it's there's a term for it up in the recruiting business. I can't remember what to call it. But it's, it's one of those impossible finds. I'm still digging. It may take me six months. I may never be able to help him. But if I can find somebody out there, you know, I will. Yeah, if you can find that unicorn, you're going to find it. And you would probably find it at Lunch Without Lunch in Rainforest. <laughs> yeah, I, I did find one kind of candidate who was close. Nice. That's good. Yeah, no, it's it's been a great half hour. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, I know you're always putting your contact information on the chat during the Lunch Without Lunches. But if someone is listening and they want to contact you, what's the best way? S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot L-E-B-E-R at gmail.com. Oh. Wonderful. Well, it's been a fantastic half hour chatting with you. And I'm sure our listeners agree. Now they know that there's resources out there. And if if there's been any resources that or or struggles that you do have that we haven't mentioned, give Stephen a call and maybe he might be able to give you some answers or some guidance as to where to find the answers to your struggles. So we are going to sign off now, but thank you so much for listening, the Rainforest crowd. Thank you, Stephen, for being my guest on, on this uh, podcast. Thank you, Val. Till the next one, folks. Take care. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. If you need software developers or you need software developed, New Idea Machine can make your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com to learn more. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>